0: Tomorrow is Christmas Day, and all over this country people will gather with family, friends, to open gifts, eat food, and just have a good time. We as Christians know that there's much more to this season than just earthly pleasure. We take this time to remember Christ's birth and the sacrifices that he made. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and being one with the Godhead, gave up his heavenly form, came to earth and restricted himself to the limitations of the humanity. Positive sentiment runs high this time of year, but some people question the existence of God and wonder how there could be so much pain and suffering if there is a God. The main reason that Christians insist that God can be trusted in the midst of suffering is that God himself has firsthand experience of suffering. Philippians 2, six through eight, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. There are examples of Jesus' humanity throughout Scripture, and the struggles he faced. This morning I would like to look at just a few of them. First in John chapter 4 we see Jesus facing two of the most basic struggles of his humanity. John 4 verses 6 and 7 Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus oh, Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. These verses underscore the genuine humanity Of Jesus experience. In verse 6 we see, despite being the Son of God, Jesus experienced physical weariness from his journey. Like any human, he felt the effects of physical exertion. He needed rest and in this case, he sat by the well, probably to take a short break and get a drink based on verse 7. This vulnerability shows us the fullness of his humanity. In Mark 3, Jesus is presented with the man with the withered hand by the Pharisees who uh, hoped to accuse him of healing on the Sabbath. In verse 5 it says, And when he had looked around about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he saith unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Jesus is distressed by the spiritual condition of those around him, emphasizing the pain he feels when people reject his message of love. And healing and John 11 is a story of Lazarus sickness and healing which I'm sure we all know and in verse 35 It shows Jesus weeping in the face of human grief revealing his deep emotional connection to the suffering of others These passages collectively emphasize Jesus suffering both in response to the su- stubbornness and unbelief of others in his and in his profound empathy for the pain and grief experienced by humanity These moments of distress serve to show that Jesus experienced a range of emotions and challenges during his ministry. Throughout his ministry, Jesus was often misunderstood or rejected. If it's by his brothers in John seven, verses three through five, his brother and therefore said unto him, depart hence and go into Judea that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world, for neither did his brethren believe in him. In Mark 3, verse 21, Jesus' family expresses concern about his actions and statements and suggests that he is out of his mind. Further illustrating the theme of misunderstanding even amongst those closest to him. In Matthew 13, 57, Jesus acknowledges the challenge faced by prophets in their own hometown. The rejection he experiences is part of a broader pattern seen through the Bible where prophets are often rejected by those who should know them best. These situations likely took an emotional toll on Jesus. Being misunderstood by those close to him, including family members, would have added to the weight of his earthly experience. These verses highlight the challenges and emotional suffering that Jesus faced during his earthly ministry. The rejection and misunderstanding, even within his own circles, formed part of the narrative, leading to the ultimate rejection and suffering he would endure on the cross for the sake of all humanity. When Christ accepted his earthly form, he not only opened himself to physical struggles of men, but also to their spiritual struggles. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In Matthew 4, we find the account of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. Verse 2 shows us once again the physical struggles of Christ. When he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And notice the devil does not come to tempt Jesus when he is well-fed, rested, and relaxed. He chose a time of physical vulnerability to launch his attack. First, the devil tries the basic human desire for food, appealing to Jesus' physical needs and natural desire to satisfy hunger. When that doesn't work, the devil moves on to the human desire for security and recognition. He takes Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple and suggests that he should jump as the angels would save him, proving his divine identity and gaining recognition. He is suggesting that by performing a miraculous act, Jesus could ensure his safety and make a public display of his identity. Failing again, the devil shows Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and offers them to them if he bows down and worships him. This temptation taps into the human desire for power, control, and authority, it proposes a shortcut to dominion over the world, bypassing the path of suffering and sacrifice. Jesus' willingness to face temptation and endure a period of fasting demonstrates his identification with the human condition. He experienced hunger, fatigue, and lure of temptation. Yet he remained sinless. His temptation in the wilderness serves as a powerful illustration of his humanity, vulnerability, and victory over spiritual challenges. It highlights his ability to empathize with human struggles while demonstrating the strength and obedience that characterizes his divine nature. We share in Christ's sufferings. This shared suffering should be seen in the context of future hope. In 1 Peter 4, verse 13, the believers were encouraged to rejoice in suffering, looking forward to the revelation of Christ's glory. First Peter four thirteen. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad, also with exceeding joy. The Apostle Peter encourages believers to find joy in the midst of suffering because the present suffering is viewed in the light of Christ's ultimate victory and glory. The Apostle Paul expresses a similar sentiment in Colossians 1.24, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Paul sees his own sufferings as a means of filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of the church, not to imply that there is any insufficiency in Christ's sacrifice, but rather to highlight the idea that the believers continue to bear witness of Christ's redemptive work through their own experiences of suffering for the sake of the gospel. And it would seem strange to us that the creator of the world and the universe could learn, but the Bible tells us Jesus learned from his suffering Hebrews 5.8, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Christ learned to obey through his suffering, and therefore we learn Christhood from our suffering. The God on whom we rely knows what suffering is all about, not merely in the way that God knows everything, but by experience. In closing, I would like to read an excerpt from the poem Jesus of the Scars by Edward Shalito. The other gods were strong, but thou wast weak. They rode, but thou didst stumble to a throne. But to our wounds only God's wounds can speak, and not a god has wounds but thou alone.